Hey Oaks, welcome back to another episode of Mental Metals hosted by Aseko. I can hear you. Your video is a little bit um, delayed every now and again. Uh, I'm asking that, have you ever came here in South Africa? Ah, no, I've never, not, not yet. Uh, one of my friends lives in J-Bay and I looked on a map and it's just along the coast from you. So maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. Uh, it's a, it's a, I'm going to tell you one thing. It's a wonderful country. It's a wonderful. It looks country. beautiful. I did. I did pull up a map and saw some photos of where you're living. It looks stunning. <laughs> yeah, my, the 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 town I'm, I live at is not a people, popular town. It's just a small town. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the episode. Uh, who is L. Edwards? Who is L. Edwards? <laughs> who is L. Edwards? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, Oh, golly, where do we start? So L is actually short for Eleanor, um, but only my mum and possibly the bank call me Eleanor. Um, mm. But I'm, a, I'm in Llanelli in South Wales. Uh, I'm a mum. Uh, I'm an author. Uh, mm. I'm a host of an online community. Um, I'm lots of things. I'm, I'm also somebody who's not very good with labels. I don't like labels. I think people are multifaceted. So I do struggle with labels and introducing myself so um that's a very big open-ended question <laughs> so you don't don't like labels so help me pronounce not, this not really <laughs> this thing that you are what is a like the you what is that okay there you are i had a problem with my connectivity i don't know why <laughs> actually i was using my wife and now i and now I stop. I'm using my my phone through my dad. So um, oh, wow. so uh, I, I, as I was saying, what is the name? Can you help me pronounce it? The U. U E. U E. Oh, thing every day. U E. U E. U E. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> shall I tell you what Yuri? I'll tell you what Yuri is about. Shall I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I want. <laughs> My friends in America can't say Yuri. They get hung up on the R. They go Yuri, and their accent. They they struggle with it. So Yuri is you, personal expectant relationship with him. Now I know that not everybody listening to your podcast um, will necessarily think they have a relationship with God Um, and so and I I recognize that but I still maintain that you being Yuya is brilliant because ultimately God loves you and he he created you with a plan and a purpose for your life uh, and and wants to be in relationship with you but in essence the simplest version of it is is helping you to be who you were created to be as opposed to trying to pretend to be who you think you should be because I I did I did try and pretend to be this very good wife and mum when I was first had children and I didn't go to the doctor at the time but if I had have done I probably would have been diagnosed with depression because I was quite miserable uh, and quite angry a lot of the time 
Uh, and so Yuria is actually part of my story as well, of sort of, sort of transformed into this crazy person that I am today. Uh, but life is a lot more joyful as a result. Why, why is it important to you and to everyone else? I think it's important because there are a lot of expectations that we put on ourselves uh, and, and society puts on us as well. So I, I can give you my example. So I, I wanted to fall in love and get married and have children. And I did fall in love and get married and have children. And I'd put this pressure on myself of what this correct wife and mum should be. Mm. You know, we're, particularly as women, you know, we, we think that we have to do all of the things and, and be this superhuman being. Mm. Uh, it can be quite, uh, and so instead of trying, cause I'm, I, in reality, I'm a little bit ADHD. Mm. Uh, like we have systems in place now um, to, to help like my children who are now teenagers, they get to school on time, have systems in place to help that happen. Um, but if you're trying to sort of be this really kind of good, proper person, it can, it can be quite exhausting. And I, I maintain that a lot of mental health issues would be eradicated if we could simply love people for who they are and let them be, you know, let them be a little bit outside of the box, you know, um, as opposed to wanting everybody to be normal. You know, normal is a setting on the washing machine. Uh, there's no such thing as normal, really. Yeah, uh, and so I, I am passionate about it because I think I know I'm not saying every single mental health issue. I know I have people that I love who who do use who have medication to help with some, um, you know, uh, anxiety issues. However, lots of us, if I'd have gone to the doctor, they'd have stuck me on medication and that would not have been the best thing for me. Mm. Uh, so if we can allow people to, to explore who they are uh, and work with that, we could help, you know, and, you know, I'm sure we'd both agree mental health is a big, is a big issue, you, you know, uh, you know, and there's a lot of people who are going around with, you know, miserable and, you know, and worse because of the way that they think they have to be. Uh, so that's why I think it's important. Mm, okay how does mental health and let's say i don't know how to put it this way how does mental health and god intertwine how they how can one find themselves with god who, who are dealing with mental illness yeah i think um I mean, that's for one thing, like I maintain that, you know, your mind was created by God. And so there are certain things that we can do to, regardless of where somebody's at in their journey, where they're at in their faith. Somebody, so like one of my favorite um, is silver lining spotting, uh, you know, looking for the lovely things in the day, the more that we things that are lovely, the more that our mind will filter them in because of the reticular activating system. So there are things which I believe God created in your mind, um, but there's evidence that people who pray, you know, whether they, whatever, whatever being, you know, yes, I, I talk to God, or whatever being somebody prays to, there's actual evidence that that can make a difference to our mental health. I mean, you know, there's the studies around thankfulness, for example. So, it's it's all connected really um there that said there are of course people in the church who do struggle with their mental health i don't think that being a person of faith makes you immune to that uh, yeah. at all uh, you know and and one of the damaging things unfortunately that we do see in in some of the the churches is when we reject people with mental health issues they oh no you shouldn't be mentally ill because you've got jesus that's yeah. just not true 
you know it's it's it would be like saying to somebody who's broken their leg oh you've got a bro you shouldn't have a broken leg because you've got jesus you know it's just it's nonsense um you know so one of the one of the things where there is a lot of work to be done i think is around because the church could be a really good place for helping people in in all walks of life uh, but including mental health uh, and so there is work to be done there and there are lots of really good churches that are helping people um, but I also have to recognize and give voice particularly if there's people listening who maybe have been hurt by churches mm. you know churches are made up of broken people and so we don't always get it right um, but behind all of that there is a God who loves you uh, and he didn't he didn't create you broken he doesn't want you to stay like that and at the same time he loves you where you are right now you know it's it's both of those things when i was when i was miserable and depressed and struggling he didn't decide just because i was struggling uh, you know so whilst you might want to, to grow and improve your mental health you be loved where you are right now so i don't know if that answers your question directly but that's what comes to mind um as you're so, as you would you ask the question okay i hear you so how does since you've said many churches don't always get it right in terms of mental health whereas they just they reject people who are suffering mm-hmm. from mental health how can let's say for example how can a, a church have guidelines in terms of dealing with people who are dealing with mental health there are that's a good question i mean there's no let's recognize that there's no quick and easy answer to this um but there are you know there are institutions uh, organizations that do provide free training to help churches so one of the pieces that i in fact it was earlier this year actually um there's they call it i think it's called mental health training 101 um one of the uh, i can't remember the name of it i can find the name and tell you afterwards if you're interested but there's a there's an organization a christian organization in america uh, and they're providing online training um to to people who want to be mental health responders within the church setting um but yeah. ideally i think i mean it needs to happen at a leadership level that the, 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 yes, the yes. because yes somebody you or i or somebody somebody with a heart to help people can go into the church and say look we should be doing better but and and you'd hope that that would be well received but unless there is a culture in that setting of wanting to help people you're kind of like banging your head up against a brick wall uh, and it, it can be a bit of a battle um so for churches who have a heart to help people which should be every church you know every, yes, jesus yes, yes, loved exactly so we if we're following jesus's model every church should want to be helping people uh and 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 so but it has to come it has to and it has to come from the the culture of the church um but for to help who maybe don't know where to start there definitely is training available um to to help people to, to sort of set that up um but we have to recognize it's not an easy an easy answer um but we shouldn't let that stop us from trying you know was it who was it said uh, be the change you want to see in the world was that gandhi possibly i can't remember i don't know but it you know we if we recognize that there's a problem and we want to make a difference it does start with us and it starts by you know what you're doing here with this podcast conversations yes. raising awareness all of that makes a difference it just takes time and patience and lots of love. Oh, usually people would say time is not what we have at the moment, whereas we have a lot of time on 
putting these things into actions, taking a practice, take one step up in front of one hand. So yeah. Like also, mm. um, what if someone doesn't know who they are in terms of their purpose? That's a really good question. Yeah, I get that question a lot, which probably doesn't surprise you given what I do. Um, I actually think it starts by paying attention and, and noticing um, because it's really easy, I think, to sleepwalk through life and just, you know, because there's stuff that we have to do, the chores and the whatever, you know, go to work, go, go to sleep, get up, mm. same old, same old at some point we have to notice and start paying attention to how does that make us feel in our bodies now our feelings some sometimes lead us astray but they're a really good clue to are we in the right place and are we like we're being who we're made to be uh, and so that time in my 20s when I was pretty angry and miserable a lot of the time that was a really good clue that something wasn't right um, so you start paying attention to you know what are those things that actually drain me what are those things mm. that leave me feeling stuck mm. what are those things that leave me feeling less than uh, what's the opposite of that um and, and 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 exploring that i mean for people who are people of faith uh, i would maintain have conversations with god about this as well like he mm. he's the you know if we're going to describe him as the author like he knew what he was doing when he made you and there are loads of quizzes online that we could point you to that help you find your purpose. There's thousands. I mean, there's even like Harry Potter. Which Harry Potter character am I? You know, there's so many quizzes online uh, and, and strength finders and I don't know, um, the Enneagram and all of this stuff. And they can be good to get you thinking. But I would I love to encourage people. OK, so that's great. Let's take that to God now. Who does he say? Uh, because and I recognize that not everybody has that relationship with God yet oh uh, you know I would maintain that, that that relationship with God simply starts with hello you know it's not that he's not far away or anything but start noticing those things that you get excited about what are those things that light you up you know and and how can you bring more of that into your day-to-day -day life you know, it, it's again, much like the question about how do we how do we get churches to make a difference? That similarly with this, there's no quick answer. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and go, aha, I know who I am, <laughs> you know, because we, we're constantly growing and, and changing and developing. And, you know, so it's not I don't think we're ever done really in exploring who we are. Yeah. Um, but we but it starts with the desire to, to, to find out. And then go think of it as a game as well. You know, how you approach life changes all of it. So we could think, oh, no, it's a battle. I've got to figure out who I am. Mm. Or no, no, it's a game. Let's let's experiment. Let's 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 dig into this and doing it with a sense of lightness and fun. It eases the pressure. You don't have to sort of be so hard on yourself, which I know is you know, is for people particularly who struggle with mental health, the default is to be hard on ourselves and to, to think we have to get it right, you know. And actually, what if you tried something and then you go, eh, you know, it's not for me. I mean, I've, I've written and published four or five fiction novels back in 2015 because I was scratching an itch. I was thinking, maybe that's what I'm here to do. Mm, and I do mm, still mm. write and publish books, but I've stopped doing the fiction now. But I still love the fact that I did that because it gave me skills I can use now. None of life is wasted if we if we approach all of this from this idea of experimentation and, 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 and having fun with it. Um, it really is it's a journey which I know is a bit of a cliche but it, it, it is what it is <laughs> also I feel like as you go through life not knowing what's your purpose and you start doing these things like for example singing right as you've said writing a book 
eventually mm-hmm. as time goes you will start doing new things and you begin to see your actually you see your purpose okay mm-hmm. yes that's where my purpose is yeah. and i'm willing to do this for the rest of my life and most of us i believe that we don't involve god in our lives usually mm-hmm. because some of us were treated badly by the church and we think mm-hmm. the church was god and mm-hmm. also another thing that i've noticed is that usually people i come across people don't go to church they say there's no need to go to church when as i can pray to god at my mm-hmm. living room at my bedroom yeah so i feel like that's yeah that's and that's when, true I think the difference is, I mean, this is the problem is that I mean, this is probably a bigger conversation for another time. But if we look at the, the history of church institution, we we needed to go to church to meet with God. And actually, no, no. If you are somebody who loves Jesus, you've got Holy Spirit living inside of you. You are taking God with you to church. You know, you are not going to church to meet with God. That's a concept from the Middle Ages, the, particularly here in the UK. I don't know so much about the church history in South Africa. I imagine it's probably a bit different. But here in the UK and probably in the US as well, in the Middle Ages, the idea was that church was the middleman. And, you know, and there was this sort of separation. Mm-hmm. But if the people who say to you, I don't need to go to church because I can pray in my living room are quite right. And at the same time, the benefit of going to church in a good setting, ideally when it's working well, is you are meeting with other people who are also bringing God with them and mm. you can worship and you can grow together. It really, in its, in its healthiest form, church is about community. Uh, and, and because not everybody is in the same place as, as maybe where you are with faith, it can sometimes be lonely. Well, if you go to church and you meet with other people who equally love Jesus, then you do have that sense of community. So I would say to people, if people are not going to church because they can meet God in their living room, they're quite right. They absolutely are right. And I love that people are meeting God in their living room, for example, that's brilliant. And let's do this as well. I mean, I I have a mixed relationship with church because of because of the the hurt like I do have a church my home church that I visit regularly but I also have to recognize that churches can be a little bit clicky and a little bit not the easiest places to to life and so I may I think that if if you had to choose between going to church or having a relationship with God I would say have a relationship with God and then ask God to show you you know is there a church that you want me to be a part of because the church done well can make a difference in our communities you know we talked about mental health there's churches that do food banks there's churches that run nurseries there's Mm. all sorts of different really good things that can happen when we come together in church which we miss out on if we just stay and do god in our living room so i wouldn't say they're wrong and at the same time they're potentially missing out uh, on on things that they could they could be doing more of Um, The one piece as well, to go back to this whole idea of purpose, I forgot to tell you this bit, Um, the whole, my whole thing, when I first sort of came onto the internet, um, that's another story which we'll save for another day, but I went around in circles going, what's my thing, what's my purpose, Mm -hmm. you can lose a whole lifetime in thing finding, Uh, and I ultimately Mm -hmm. came to the conclusion that my ultimate thing was for me to be me. And so I would maintain that if you can get up every single day and you're being true to yourself, 
then it almost doesn't matter whether you're writing books, running podcasts, working in an office, whatever that looks like. Uh, and so for people who may be, and I think this is important for anybody who puts pressure on themselves, is to, to, to get the right answer to this. You can ease off the pressure and actually start noticing, like we already talked about, but if you can be you, the specifics of what that looks like, like I maintain, you could pick me up, I mean, not literally, I'm quite heavy, but you could you could pick me up and put me in a, I don't know, in a completely different setting, working in an office, for example, and I'd still be me, you know, mm -hmm. so I would still be living my purpose. Um, it, and the logistics of what I'd be in a different setting, but I would still be being me and I'll be living. That's the other piece of that, which I, I like part of the story, which I didn't mention, but it came back to my memory. So I'm, I'm mentioning it in case it's important for somebody who's putting extra pressure on themselves. How does one maintain their faith with God? How do people maintain their faith with God? Yes. It's about relationship, uh, relationship, not religion. Uh, you know, we already talked about church and the, the church history and all the rest of it. But it's really about relationship and recognizing that actually God is wooing you. He is pursuing you uh, and he's not far away or distant from you. Uh, and so there are going to be days maybe where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if God really is interested in me. Let me tell you, God is interested in every aspect of your life. I mean, part of part of my story. So I, I grew up in a Christian family and I prayed the prayer, the, the sinner's prayer when I was 12. Uh, and I maintain that I was I, I was love, sort of scared out of hell when I was 12 or 13 because there was a really staunch Welsh preacher who said, do you know where you're going if you die tonight? Like, oh, it was really scary. Proper hellfire and brimstone preaching, which I'm really not a big fan of. Um, it wasn't until my 20s that I was really wooed into relationship with God and inter introduced to a God who, who was interested in all aspects of my life. Ironically, through a Bible weight loss course, I say ironically because I'm quite curvy, um, but it was what God it was what God used in that aspect to say, hey, Elle, I love you. I love you where you are right now. Uh, and little by little, uh, stepping into that relationship. But it, again, it really is an ongoing day by day thing. Uh, mm. And, you know, we don't we don't wake up one day. We've done faith, you know, because actually I believe, you know, God, God invites us to have our faith grow as well. So there's for right now that I would not have had the faithful to believe in for maybe five years ago. Uh, but it really starts with relationship and it starts by recognizing that we don't have to try so hard. He, he loves you so much. Uh, and, and, and he, she, you know, let's not get hung up on, 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 uh, on pronouns even, um, mm. because I know there's a, there's a lady in our church. She's like, I think God's actually a woman. I said, <laughs> well, it's fine. I mean, the, if you look at the pronouns for Holy Spirit in the Bible, they're actually feminine pronouns. So you, some people would argue you've got God, the father, uh, the Holy Spirit is like the mother. And then Jesus is the son. Who knows? Let's not let, let's not let labels, you know, we started this by saying I didn't like labels. Let's not labels, let labels get us hung up on this and instead recognize that God is so much more brilliant and more loving than actually we really comprehend and it and it simply starts with that relationship piece and then we get it wrong and then we come back and he still loves us you know uh, that's the important piece for me in all of this uh why do you say well, it's not about religion but relationships 
because religion religion is death as far as I'm concerned <laughs> I mean I know that sounds a bit extreme um but it's actually a really it's it's a really coincidental I'm gonna call it god incidental that we're having this conversation today because I've been reading this book about the the um the covenants in the bible uh, and I'm not going to go into all of it because it's quite it's a, it's a lot and some people will be like tune out at this point but in essence Moses, Moses and the children of Israel, you remember the 40 years of them traveling through the desert and whatever, before they went on their through the through the desert, um, God invited all of them into relationship, he wanted to be in relationship with them. Uh, and there's a there's a the relationship he had with Abraham was a was a relationship was unconditional covenant, I will love you, I will be your God, I will protect you, full stop, no so long as you know he, I will love you and protect you and be your God and Abraham said brilliant thank you God wanted to have that same relationship with the children of Israel and for whatever reason they were scared and they said to Moses no 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 we're scared we don't want to do this you go and meet with God you have a relationship with God and then tell us what to do and from that moment onwards religion was born oh. and they had rules and regulations and you know, it, it was messed up. And what's really interesting is if you go back and look at the Bible, prior to that invitation to have relationship, prior to the point where they said, no, no, we don't want relationship, we want religion, effectively. When they messed up the Sabbath, they got told off. When they did something wrong, they get told off. But nobody died. It was only after they had the law and the, the rejection of relationship that suddenly there were consequences to that. So actually, I it, uh, it fascinates me. I think I'm, I'm sure it was a, the fact that we're having this conversation now. It, it whoa because David had a proper relationship with God. You know, he he and God really got along well. Yes, yes. And comes comes Jesus, and so we you know, we get to step into relationship. But religion was never God's intention. The rules, the regulations. And do I go out? Do I stick to certain rules? Like I don't murder anybody. I don't commit adultery. I don't, I don't steal. Of course I do. But I don't stick to the written down to those rules because they're the right thing to do. You know. And so actually, really, yeah. I, I know it sounds extreme, but religion, religion is death. Religion kills. I mean, literally, I think I might th through history, how many wars and battles, you know, the crusades for goodness sake and whatever, you know, the Christians did a right old number of killing people because they didn't do it right. So religion, religion is a label that's given to things like Christianity, um, Islam, Judaism. So in the simplest terms, yes, it's a, a label given to those religions. And so my son in particular, because you know they do re in school but mum you know you're you're religious it's, i'm not religious it does my head in he's like but it's just a label i'm like yeah i know but actually we were god really wants so much more and and mm. that relationship piece is life-giving and it's enriching and it brings joy and is everything that the law that religion brings can never be and so that's why it's relationship over religion uh, I mean uh, we could go into it we won't do because it'll take too long but you know we could go into in the New Testament where Paul talks about you know the the law the law kills and and you know like religion um religion kills whereas, whereas relationship brings life I'm paraphrasing but over and over again he reminds them about the power of relationship and so that's why it's so important and that's why I get really like, because I understand why people say I'm religious, because I believe in God. It's an easy yeah. label, but I'm like, 
I'm really not. Don't like her. So I get, I get a bit like angsty about it. <laughs> so definitely, because when you people assume that when you you believe in God and when you are a Christian, you automatically re, automatically religious. Mm. And I always had a problem with the religion. Mm, I, I always have a problem with religion because religion eliminates the relationship with God. You don't focus on God. You focus on the rules that were set for you. So you don't actually... So, so true. And if you look at um, Abraham, for example, so Abraham had a relationship with God before we had the Ten Commandments, for example. You know, he he still knew how to live. He instinctively knew how to live. And the same as I think it says somewhere, I don't remember where, but it talks about the, the law being instead written on our hearts. Like we know when we're moving in relationship with God, I can tell you, speaking only for myself, living as I live now in relationship with God and doing life with him day by day, I am much kinder, more loving, more mm-hmm. joyful, more peaceful and more of a peacemaker than I ever was after I prayed the prayer and tried to do religion. I remember week after week sitting in church on a Sunday, promising God, okay, I'll pray more, I'll read the Bible more. Mm. It was all about doing, you know? So now I still, yes, I pray and yes, I read the Bible, but it's not from this sense of I must do these things. It's Mm. not from a sense of duty. It's because talking to God is as natural to me as talking to you. Like we have conversations and ask questions and it, you know, it's fun and it's life-giving. Religion just is, oh, it, it, it is, it is, it's, it's death. It's, oh, it makes me, gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's just, oh, so yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> so tell us about your book. I forgot to, uh, to... Oh, you can do. Should I show it to you? For the people who are listening on the podcast, they won't be able to see it. But if you have a YouTube version, which I know you do, is that back to the front for you? Like, is it, is the writing backwards? No. no okay. It's not backwards. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's you, yeah. So actually what happened about a year ago now, um, I got sick and tired after probably eight years or more of explaining what you is about. When I got, <laughs> I had somebody who I thought... I thought there was somebody, it was a friend of mine who I thought she got it. And from a conversation, I was re- it was really clear that she didn't. I was like, oh, and I was moaning to God about it. And he said, well, let's write a book about it. And so that's what we did. Uh, and so in essence, it's split into two parts. The first part explores the IER, intentional expectant relationship. So mm. that's for anybody who's kind of like, how do I ask God questions? How do I hear God? You know, I grew up thinking that only super holy people or maybe prophets or special people could hear from God. And actually anybody who is in relationship with Jesus has Holy Spirit living inside of them, they can hear from God. Mm. Whether that's hearing as in like, you know, voices in your head or seeing things, you know, everybody can, God is communicating with everybody. Uh, And so the first little part of the book explores what that looks like and unpacks what that, how you do that. And then the second part really is it's called, there's a 21 day should shove a challenge. So it's about, it's a little, it's a little guide to help us let go of expectations and instead explore who God created us to be. There's lots of questions to ask Holy Spirit um, and lots of opportunities really to, to do life with God. So in essence, um, told me, they said that it's, because it's not a very long book. There's only like 130 pages. It's quite quick and easy, but it's really for anybody. Um, I mean, I'll be quite transparent. When I wrote that book with God, I thought we would, I was the pin 
no, no, well, that's the entry level piece. And so I, I have my own podcast and when, and I tell people, right, at the end of the podcast, um, we have the podcast in my community uh, and then we explore together. Listeners, okay, I'm going to give you a question now to ask God. If you've never asked God a question before, then you need the UIA book. So that's why I say UIA has become the entry level piece. It's that mm. bit to help people get started uh, in terms of relationship. That's excellent. Uh, uh, excellent. So, so, so much in depth. Um, hopefully, this following question is going to be the last because we are running out of time. Of course. Um, tell us about us about your one-on-one coaching ah okay yeah I should give you the quick version so in essence the one because I have my online community the blue house which is doing coaching in community what the one-on-one piece really sprung up for people who needed a little bit more one-on-one support so we meet on zoom we dig into their dreams their aspirations what are those things that you're doing with god Um, and then after that we go on to voxer now I don't know if you or your listeners have come across voxer Um, But Voxer is like a little messaging app. So instead of having traditional coaching calls like we like like in this sort of environment Mm. where you have an hour a week, instead, it's like having a coach in your pocket. You download the Voxer app to your phone. And at any time, if if something's bugging you, you press a button and you send me a little voice note. uh, And then we have conversation back and forth. So Mm. it's like an ongoing an ongoing conversation, getting that extra support for people who maybe need it one on one. Um, how's that for a quick two minute succinct ah, answer? Yeah, actually, I can be succinct when I try. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's quite brilliant. And um, so so the, uh, this app is available worldwide or online? Yes, Voxer is available. It's a free app. It's available iPhone and Android. Um, but uh, yeah, and if somebody decides they don't like Voxer, there are available that we can use. It's not tied to using Voxer. We just use that because it's an easy app. We could just as easily use WhatsApp uh, or Telegram or okay. anything really. Okay. Um, so Voxer is much simpler, simpler than the other messaging apps. It's similar. What I like about Voxer is it's mostly voice. So you press a button and you speak. Um, but it's very similar, really. It's just that's the one that I use for it. The reason why I use that one is because my one-on-one service is called Voxing Day, um, oh, and so okay. therefore it ties in with the name. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I, I hear you. So thank you so much for for this episode. Absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. Definitely, the audience have learned one or two of the things. In terms of religion, actually, it's relationship over religion. We've hopefully given them lots to think about. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you spoke about some excellent points about that because on churches on how to deal with people who um have mental illnesses, how mm. like, and also don't forget to send me the the organization. I will do absolutely yeah because they're doing a really good work and if there's anybody listening who wants to find out more about UEA as well they can go to uia.com um there's links on there to the book and the community and all the good stuff because uh, oh last thing I have to say so if somebody wants to have a little peek into God's heart Monday through Friday I release a little Holy Spirit love note it's a little love note from you to God mind I know we're almost out of time I'm being really quick I promise I sit with my I sit with my notebook I say okay God what's on your 
I write down what I hear and I type it. So if people want a glimpse into God's heart, you can get those on the on the UEA website as well. And I'll send you a link to that too. <laughs> I will definitely mention it on the description of this episode. There you go, because they are really sweet. God's amazing. I love, I feel I'd like next. God is good all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. I look forward to maybe we'll do another one in the future. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. What do I say? What do religious people say? They say God willing. <laughs> 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 well it's true but it's, i know it's true and i'm joking with you but it's one of those sort of super spiritual things that people say <laughs> that's made you chuckle <laughs> if nothing else we've given you and your audience a good laugh as well which is always good for our mental health so <laughs> thank you bye-bye